dad was quite artistic. Like, so is, is that where it comes from? Because you you come from quite a creative family anyway, so it's it's almost yeah. not that surprise. I think, I think if you um, like, yeah, definitely. My my mum loves. She's a very visual person. I would say yeah. so. She she would take me to exhibitions and show me lots of art as a young person. And I think my dad, you know, his creativity came out in writing. Yes. But I guess it was like the lifestyle. It's like visual. The visual world was very important to my dad. Like he was very stylish and like mm-hmm. he really he wanted to look good because he thought that that was that was part of like being a creative person was like being very stylish and like the way that he wore his clothes and it gave him value I guess you know um and he that that definitely rubs off on you I think if you if you live in that kind of um that creative um yeah and my mum was my mum was very like she'd let me do drawings all over the house. Like she let me be very messy in the house, which. Really? Did, um, did, you, did, you, did you like kind of paint on the walls? And, a know? bit, yeah, a bit. <laughs> were, you, but, were you scared of getting in trouble? I never ever got in trouble. What, for, for painting on, on the walls and stuff? No. Really? Yeah, she, I had no rules. It really stressed me out as a child. <laughs> um, so now I'm like, I'm very, I like rules and I give them like, I'm very structured person. Um, Yeah, I definitely, my mum never ever told me off. Really? Yeah. Not once? No. But is it because of like, you just, I've never really got in trouble that much to get get told off? No, I was very naughty. (laughs) (laughs) I think I've... I've been told it a number of times. Yeah, I would expect so if you come from like a family that is trying to teach you how to be in life. But my, I guess my mum was like a single mum yeah. and she just thought I was her best friend. So she, I don't know, I think she, it, as I've grown up, I realised that I would have loved like a bedtime, <laughs> um, like a bit of structure and I really crave structure. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely... But I feel like it's, it's, that's kind of the best of that like, both worlds, having like your your parent, who's also your, you know what I mean, like your friend as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I had that. I had that. Though. I think my mum my was always like, yeah, you can you can talk to me. Um, But my dad, I don't, there was never, no, nah, I was never, um, I, was, mm. I was actually quite, not scared of him, but I, I knew when yeah. I was in trouble. I was scared of my dad. I was scared of my dad yeah, big that's time. A shame. That's a shame of me as well. <laughs> but it's like, I, I, I kind of like, like that kind of fear. Because my, my mum as well, she's very, she was very relaxed. But I'll never forget um, one day when I came uh, home late from school. Mind you, for context, it was about 8pm. But imagine being a school kid, coming home, to, um, coming home from school at 8pm. That's like, that's late. And I remember... Um, Literally, so she was at the balcony shouting, like, where have you been? Where have you been? Da, da, da. And then I walked in and literally she threw a remote on my head. <laughs> she let you know. She let you know that that was too late to be coming home. <laughs> and it was embarrassing because, like, my little cousins were just in the room looking at me like, yeah, you just got... So, so I think I knew from then on, like, yeah. when it comes to... 
like okay, now, but you know but you know what's what's weird like and what i want to talk about today i feel like i kind of miss um like, I don't miss getting a remote getting in front of my head. <laughs> but but, but, I, but I, I miss, like, for example, oh, just, like, mum saying, oh, you know, where are you? It's getting late. Mm. Or, like, you know, where have you been? Is that sort of, like, because when you kind of grow up, you don't really think about these things. You don't really, well, you don't even think about grief, let alone, like, your mum kind of, why she always getting on to you and stuff like that. Because I know when I was growing up, I always assumed that, like when I grow up, life's gonna like they're gonna see us through everything, you know. Like, okay, all the trials, tribulations, all the different milestones we come across, they're gonna be there. So you don't, when you grow up, you don't really question. Oh, what if they're not there for that? What if you know I need help with this and I can't call like my mum or my my dad? Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Like it's always mm-hmm. kind of we have this kind of uh, expectation that when we go through life, it's gonna be just have on our terms, you know, and and not only that, our parents are going are to be there every step of the way, you know, like, and I feel that's, do you kind of feel like that with your, because I know you mentioned with your that you kind of felt like, not that you were sort of like sort of coasting through it, but, you know, when he kind of passed, actually, you know what, he wasn't, like, for example, he wasn't at your, you know, at your wedding. So that that kind of maybe was a bit bittersweet for you. you know? Yeah, yeah, I think um, I was thinking about it, um, and I realized that because I didn't live with my dad, my parents broke up when I was four. Oh. So I, my dad uh, remarried and had another family. And I think as a kid, if your dad is not around, I realized that I had almost got used to, there was a part in my brain that I used to go to, which is like, dad's not here and that's okay. Because, you know, I would still see him and we, would, we were still very close, but we didn't live together. And I realized that after he died, I went to that place again. So it was like, it didn't feel normal. It didn't, sorry, it didn't feel abnormal for me that he wasn't there. So I had almost, you know, that feeling of they're away or they're um, on holiday or I'll go and see them next week or something. I feel like that was the feeling that I kept having, which I was familiar with. So I just, I didn't let my head go to the place he's never coming back. I just mm-hmm. let it go to a place that it usually went to, which was like, oh, I haven't seen dad in a while. And I just stayed there. Yeah, so you're almost kind of, you're kind of used, used to him not being around, even though he was around in the sense that he's alive, but mm-hmm. he's not in the, like, and I'm assuming you lived with your mum at the time, like, so he's not like in the household. So you, so you, you don't really, like, I won't say, don't really kind of feel it. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, and I think that's because I remember with me the same same uh, thing with my parents. They split up quite early on as well. So it's always just like my mum and my siblings, and yeah, we see that on the weekends, and it's fine. But then I'm I'm always. It's so, it's so, I know this is, sounds bad, but there's even a time when I said to myself, I'm not, I won't be fussed if, like, not that I was wishing death upon my dad, but I won't be fussed if he's not, if he's not alive because I'm so used to him not being there. Yeah. So it's like, but then it's like, when he passed, then it's, that's when it really hit me, like, you know what, like, okay, I can't, like, sort of, like, ask him, okay, I need help on this, or what do I do in this situation, or, you know, like, like go to a football game, just like, things that you kind of 
you know, that you kind of do when your parents are alive. So that's, and I think when I had that sort of awakening, I realized, you know what, that's, that's why I'm more, I was great. I'm more grateful now, but I feel like at the time I, I kind of took it for granted that, well, he's, you know, he's not around. So I don't really, I don't really feel it. Like I said, it's only when you're hit with grief and it, it sort of comes and you think, you know what, okay, like, it's not going to always go according to plan. Like, and I think when you, when we're sort of younger, we have this innocence that, you know, our life, like you said, you said it once before, like um, you have this, um, I don't know, they made this presumption about your future. And part of that includes like your, you know, your parents, they're going to be there every step of the way, you know? And then when it doesn't happen, you're like, oh, okay, I've got, I'm, I'm not, I'm not living this conventional life that I thought I would live. And then, you know, you kind of have to sort of now learn to like readjust and sort of find, you know what I mean? Like find your feet again, you know, like, um, and that's what's hard. That's what's hard, I think. Like, for, I think like for me personally, like, um, and I don't know, with you as well, but it was that like, you know, when you lost your dad, did you feel like, you know what, okay, I'm, I'm like a part of you is missing, but I need to kind of, how do I kind of find myself again, you know? Um. Yeah. What about you, Ben? Um, I don't know. I think losing my dad is something I've kind of gotten used to as well. It's like, because there's those things that are, you know, he's gone now. So I have my mum. So in a way, um, I was living in like a single parent home in a way, because my dad used to live um, in another house as well. I don't think I mentioned it as well. They kind of did were going through a bit of issues as well. So um, that kind of affected my my, um, my sisters a bit, but um, yeah, it's just um, I didn't know what grief was. Like that's that's probably the death was probably the first word I heard in probably when I was like twelve, thirteen. But I didn't understand what it meant to to grieve until now. Now I I think my definition of um, grief has already changed now. But I don't think it's, it's one of those things that it's like, it goes in a year or months. It's it's, a, it's kind of a, it's like a lifelong thing, but you're, you're still learning about it even as you go along. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely know. Hello. Hello. <laughs> um, I definitely, like the more that I talk about grief and my relationship with it, I, I feel more comfortable. Not that it's, it still feels bad and it still feels painful, but just as long as I know that this is something that I don't have to hide from and something that I can talk to people about and relate with people about, I feel a bit more I just feel less ashamed if I can have those conversations and understand and vocalize what it feels like to lose someone and in society we don't really we're I feel like we're not encouraged to have those conversations so stuff like with your podcast and meeting meeting you guys and like meeting Amber and stuff there is this connection where you feel like I can kind of say anything, they'll understand how I feel. Yeah. Um, and that's very comforting, I think. Um, 
and it definitely, yeah, it, it just helps me. And that's got better over time. At the beginning, I didn't feel very, very comfortable at all because I, I didn't really know how I felt. So just expressing it has, has helped me kind of know where I, where I sit with my feelings more. Yeah, that, that's the, I, I agree. I think when you first encounter it, you're, you're almost like feel um, like ice legs. I remember at the time when I like, first lost... I, well, I lost my dad. I remember. I don't really remember. Just, I think I was kind of just coasting. I don't remember doing anything actively to deal with what it is that I'm, I'm going through. And even with my mum as well, with the same thing as well. The first year was just like, okay, well, you know, I didn't know about any grief podcasts or any any online meetup groups, anything like that. And and it's it's so like crazy. Like, I, I, and I genuinely feel like maybe it might happen if we didn't start this this podcast then I don't know if I would have come across the likes of you Amber all the other like the guys from TNN everyone that we've come across I don't think and this it's kind of like good to see because literally we just thought right let's just like we didn't really expect to to have this kind of um I say reception or this kind of like like love I don't know this kind of like like support and like Love. So it's even to this time, I'm even thinking like, right, it's actually kind of crazy. Like, and I don't know. And I, and I feel like just like looking back, what I wanted to ask you, like the, the first year of like, you know, that loss for you, like, did, what was that like for you? Like when you first, as in the first, maybe the first few, well, the first few years. Um, like, I guess my, my dad was, um, he got progressively sick over time. So he was, he got diagnosed with um, lung, liver and bowel cancer and was given three months to live. So we were all very like panicked. And then he, um, he didn't want any treatment. So they were going to offer him chemotherapy and he said no. And, um, you know, I was like, dad, are you sure? And he's like, I, I know that I don't want that. I just want to die naturally. I just want to die However it happens, mm. I just want, I don't want to get worse with medication. He had this idea that, that the medication could make him weaker, which, you know, it does with some people. So I felt like a lot of my grieving was done while he was alive because they had said he is going to die. So then I felt like the, the two years where he was living, I was like preparing myself, like, he's going to die, he's going to die, he's going to die, he's going to die. And then he died. And I felt like, okay, well, I've done all the preparation in my head. Now I can just get on with my life. So I feel like that's where my coasting mentality came from, mm. was I'd, I'd almost been preparing for a long time that he was going to die mentally. I was trying. I still don't think you can <laughs> prepare for it but um so I just really that first year after he died I didn't really talk to anyone about it I didn't I didn't really let the reality of that I was never going to see my dad again I never let that into my consciousness obviously it was it's always there in your subconscious because it comes up and says hi to you every now and again like on their birthday or um, I feel like especially at the time of year that they died and 
when the seasons start to change, I definitely feel, I definitely feel the effect of that. But um, I was like doing very well at work. It just felt like I thought I was just doing really well. <laughs> and then it just comes kind of like, not comes out of nowhere, but like just you just kind of at some point confronted with it, like that what well, you think you're, I mean, Sometimes I feel you think you're doing well, but actually when you're confronted, you think actually, no, I'm not doing as well as I, as I think I am. You know, and then you're kind of, then at that point forced to kind of deal with everything you've been kind of suppressing, you know, and again, like, like we said before, you kind of, maybe kind of stop coasting a bit, you know, and, and, you're, and, you're, and you're dealing with it. Because that, that happens, that, that happens. I think, um, I think for me, like I, I, I was, Again, that like grief was new to me. I just thought this is something I'm never really gonna. It's not part part of the plan, you know. It's not, you know. I, I just thought that in in my twenties, the only thing I'll probably be really worried about or having issues with is just like either the usual stuff that maybe just like I don't know, like finding finding a job, money, but not not some, anything to do with like your mental health and actually, you know, like or, or grief, you know. So, so I think it's that kind of like. Um, not in a sense, but kind of like arrogance in a, in a good way where you feel, well, I know how my life's going to plan, plan out. My mum's going to be there, my dad's going to be there. And, you know, the only issue I'm going to have is just what parent I need to tell about certain things. You know, it's not, never, never mind I'm going to lose both parents, you know, so it's like that kind of thing where like, so I think I kind of coasted for me, I think it, it a, a good three years. I think it's probably only up until last year where I've like, kind of um, like dealing with things. And I think the reason why is because even like part of that was like, yeah, like you know, losing my mum, sorry, losing my dad, then my mum, then my granddad died the year after. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. And then I lost a friend um, in 2018. So it was also like, like so many losses and, and I've I'm, I'm become so like used to it that I'm dealing with so much that I don't have time to kind of like, or even the mental capacity to deal with each one. Yeah. Then I, I kind of realized maybe that like, this is a sign that you know I need to kind of deal with it before before it gets to a point where like I just have a, like a breakdown or something, you know. Yeah. So that's that's um, why I kind of feel about it. Like, and, and I think I'm I'm doing better now, um, and I think that's partly because um, you know like meeting Ben again, the likes of yourselves, and it just it just makes me feel like you know even though this is very it's a very like uh, a niche thing a niche space, but Again, it's something that we're all probably going to relate to at some point. It's just that it's just that it happened for us quite sooner rather than, you know rather than later. And if that happened like later on in, in our in our you know I don't know maybe in our later years, we still feel the same. We we don't know, but it's happened now. And I think the main thing now is just like um, dealing with it, which we are. You know, like for us, you know, like me and Ben, like, we talk. You know, the podcast. And for you, it's like, you know, setting up, it's like Griefcase and your, your art. I know, I know you started art like way long before your dad passed, but at least now it's also like a, a thing for you to kind of not only like, you know, uh, show your talents, especially creativity, but also like express your grief, you know? Um, so like with that, having said that, so would you say like your art and starting Griefcase has kind of helped you adjust a little better with, just better with life without your dad yeah I think um also 
it's like if you have lost a parent or a loved one in in any capacity you do feel you you just do you feel ashamed like you feel like oh i'm not the same as everyone else or i i stick out in a different way or i can't have what those other people have um and i feel like actually expressing all those feelings around that in a public space so for me it was like i'm going to post this artwork that i've made publicly and everyone's going to know that i've got a dead dad <laughs> and i think i had i I didn't really talk to people about it. So for to just to make a public statement, this is what I've dealt with. This is the situation. I actually felt, I felt very relieved because then a lot of people contacted me and said, oh, me too. I also this. I, and even though I was really nervous before I posted this thing, it said dad, dead dad club. Um, <laughs> I, um, it was just the connect. I actually received something else from it that I didn't realize, which was connection with others that, and for me, there was just so much loneliness in those years of coasting. Like you said, it for me as well, it was probably around three years um, of just trying to do well at work and um, get my head down and focus and show people that I could still be successful and have bad things have happened to me um but as soon as i realized everyone else also had that feeling i was like okay i'm not insane and also i'm not alone like that's the main thing is grief makes you feel so lonely and um having that connection whether it's online or even just opening up to your friends about like you know what i really miss this person today or um sometimes i like i was ashamed telling people that sometimes i didn't feel anything because i thought they would think that meant i didn't love my dad but there were just times where I, it was too much to access because i felt like i would have a breakdown if i went to those dark places i was scared of doing that so i remember saying to my sister i was like i don't feel anything <laughs> and she was like it'll come it'll come you know. Yeah, and that's the thing. When it when it comes, whether like you know you like whether you do, I mean, whether whether you kind of deal with it, I think what it is the, the beauty about going through this um, is that there's no like sort of like um, I would say like right or wrong like time to start. You know what I mean? Time to start grieving, and you know, for some it could be like maybe three years after, or like in, in your case, three years after. For me, it might be a couple of years after like Bennett for you might have been a couple of years after there's no like sort of like manual book to say like right the minute you know you lose someone you start going from from that day and it ends on this day like it could it could start a couple of years later and it could end a couple of years later or it can even it can even be a it thing it can start before they've died <laughs> exactly in your case before they died so there's no like there's no and that's you know one thing that you kind of have to kind of um be like proud of yourself what because even though you said you know you felt you want you're trying to keep all together like yes i can still work and still this and that but at the same time you you grieving it's not gonna change you know that you're you do make amazing art or you do like all this person that everyone knows do you know what i mean i think that's sometimes maybe like the fear of 
when you do go through grief, you think actually it changes you. So maybe like people think I'm not the same person anymore. I mean, you're, you're not the same in the sense that you've, you've lost a big part. And that's just the reality of it. Like, but, you know, but you can still like be happy. You can still like thrive in, in how everyone knows you. But I think initially there's that fear of, oh, you know, people are going to think maybe I'm not the same anymore. Like, you know, like, because I said that to myself, I, I don't think I'll be the same in terms of my character. But then a couple of years later, I'm, I find myself like, I'm, I'm laughing how I used to laugh again. Or I'm, or I'm being how I, you know what I'm saying? Your personality is still there. And that's yeah, one thing as well. Is the beauty like you, you're still who you are? Like I'm still Jermaine, you're still Poppy, you're still Ben. Do you know what I mean? It's like, and that's that's the kind of the beauty of it because I know, like, with with um, like grief, like, there's so many different like, um, like layers of it, and there's so many different types of grief as well. That for some, unfortunately, maybe they're not in a, in a good place where like they found themselves again, you know. Um, yeah. And I don't know if I'm speaking for everyone or just myself, but I feel like, you know, that's not the case with us where we've, we have lost some, but we haven't lost ourselves as well. Yeah. Um, so I think that's, I think that's another sort of like, I would say like uh, a positive thing because, and, and again, I'm, I'm not saying, to, this isn't to say that those who have kind of lost themselves in the process, you know, it, it's their fault, but it, but it affects everyone different. Like, and that's the thing, like how, how someone takes it, it's different. There's some people literally, um, like for example, like um, I generally feel like my mum's death affected my granddad so much to the point where that, that maybe that was the cause of his um, of his passing because he had a stroke. And I know, I know, like you know, he he was. I mean, he was in his like mid eighties, but still, I'm not saying this is because of the age, but I feel like mm-hmm. that did have an impact. So again, everyone everyone deals with it differently. You know? um, so we're just kind of fortunate. And say that like, we're blessed that like, we're still able to thrive, even though it's not like you know we're not going to have them there um, throughout like the other milestones. Like I mean, I, I haven't hit any milestones yet. Any um, I don't know, but when I do, if if I do, when I do, I don't know how that's gonna you know, how that's gonna like make me, you know, how that's gonna make me feel, you know. So I'm always kind of interested that you know it's like when. And I do kind of maybe, I don't know if, if I do eventually like, get married and stuff or, or have children on my own, then, you know, what's that going to be like? I've got to tell them that, yeah, there's, they don't have, they don't have grandparents or they have, or they have one set of grandparents. And, you know, like with children, like, they, you know, they don't, they don't understand certain things or, you know, so it's just kind of, um, like, interesting, like, you know, kind of understanding that. But I feel like, you know, I don't know, it's, 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 it's a weird one because I, I, I wasn't thinking like this, like, Years ago, I just thought, well, my parents are dead and life must go on. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we don't we don't deal with it. Like I remember, um, even when I, me and I first kind of met Ben, I don't know. Did we, did we talk about starting a podcast or was it just more like? I um, think no, he said no. He said no. You said you wanted to start a podcast. I remember that. Yeah. You said, and I just thought, okay, cool. I was I want to start one too. Let's just kind of like together but even at that point it was still kind of like okay i don't really know how we're gonna start how we're gonna sort of go about this but we just kind of went there recorded the first episode as of everything obviously you just, nothing's perfect so we just kind of started recording and i don't know just like just getting a little, a little bit a little bit building that like, you know doing the other stuff in some stage you know but I, I remember just being very um 
very nervous, like very less, like super. Nervous. I mean, I'm, I still get a, a bit now, but I think I've, 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 I'm a bit better now. But I think it was just because, well, he's going to listen to this. Like, there's so many podcasts out there, people talking about so many good things, but we're talking about like morbid stuff like death, grief. Who's going to want to listen to that? <laughs> That's why I just kept thinking, like. Um, but well, now, now you know you know it's like a needed conversation i mean now that you know we experienced um grief as younger people we will have friends and family members that lose people along the way that we will be able to say look this was my experience i'm sure it it's not the same as yours but you can talk to me about anything like mm. i had these thoughts i had these struggles and um I just like people around me now are always like, Oh, um, I lost somebody. Like, can we go for a walk? Or like, do you mind if I can text you something, you know, people realize when they can talk to you about something, loads of people start to appear because they feel like maybe the other people around them, they can't talk to. So, even though it feels like dark and morbid to talk about this stuff, I, people gravitate towards it because people want help. People want to feel heard. People want to feel like they're not alone. So I, I'm, I'm really glad you guys are doing this because even for other people that it will help and it also helps us to just express the pain. Like for your granddad, he maybe didn't get an opportunity to really like express how he felt. And that causes us so much pain inside. Like if you don't get to say like, my daughter meant everything to me, she meant yeah. the world to me. Like what am I, you know, we're not taught how to say those things because people think like, oh, <laughs> yeah. stop talking now. <laughs> yeah. And it's back to like what we've talking about before. I think you just, you kind of expect them to just be there. Like, you know, like, I mean, me personally, I'm not. I'm, I'm an emotional person, but it's weird. But the, the sort of love language I had with my mum in terms of expressing emotion wasn't like, "Oh, I love you, mum." Mm. Give me a hug. Like it was more like, "Okay, what do you need?" Like, yeah, I just wanted to do anything. What do you need? I'll, support. She yeah, supported support. you. Yeah. So that that was my thing. Just you know. Um, but when I look back now, and, and it's crazy because when I was kind of young, I was like, "Oh, I can't be seeing my mum in like in the, in, the, in the shops because like." But it's like it's so crazy. But now I like I would, I would love all of that. I would love that. Like, okay, let's go to I don't know, like take her out for a little, um, you know, like a little dinner. Or something. Do you know what I mean? Just stuff, just all these things. But I think because I've been so conditioned to thinking that they're gonna be there, so you don't. You just kind of just like take it for. Young know, people take a lot of things for granted. <laughs> Our health. <laughs> yeah, like even like, and and it's it's just weird because like you think damn. It's not that I live. With, I don't have any regrets per se in terms of like, because um, I haven't had a good relationship with my mum. But I just feel like if, if only I could have, maybe showed a bit more like, you know, appreciation. I think she she knew obviously she knew that you know, you know, her son like adores her and all that kind of stuff. And but it's just like again, it's just like if I, if we could go back to as well as it is like just being told off or like a moment where like they were proud of us. Do, do you know what I mean? Like stuff like that. Um, like even when I think back, like I can't. I don't think there's a even just like doing this. Like of course, like this, she's the reason. 
like like I start well we started like our parents are the reason we started but even if they can sort of just like somehow see oh you know what oh you know that's something to be I'm, I'm proud of them you know look what look what they're doing I know it hasn't been easy but you know and I'm sure it's the same with you as well with like your, your art and all the things you come to do in your career like you always again it's like the milestones you always kind of wish that you know oh what you know what would like my, my dad say like oh even like with the um, that's what I wanted, that's what I wanted to talk about as well the, the um, skydiving, like honestly, how? What was going through your your? So the minute you jumped off that plane, <laughs> like, what was going through your head? Because because that video, you you almost were like, listen, I can't go through with this. But <laughs> I am I'm I'm what you would describe as like a scaredy cat. Like everything scares me. Really? If I hear a if I hear a loud noise, I'm like. Ah! I'm very sensitive person. Like, also, I think it's like I had a very um, not insecure, but like I had no structure in my childhood. So I was—I actually grew up quite anxious. Mm. Like, um, my dad drank a lot, and um, you know, my mum was working a lot. I just—I had lots of worries as a kid, and I think that developed into me being quite a fearful person, and when I lost my dad, I was like, well, the worst thing ever has happened. So basically nothing after this is yeah. going to be so bad. So I feel like my, um, I definitely, I'm still anxious, but my actual overall, well, it's not as bad as no one died, you know? So when Amber was like, you know, let's do the skydive i was like well it's it's not going to be as bad as losing someone that i love so i may as well do it i've been through worse <laughs> i mean that's that's a good way of saying it i mean um <laughs> yeah i'm scared i'm scared of heights and i think I'm <laughs> when I, I lost a shoe um what's that is it is it um fort park oh my god you lost do, a shoe do, do you guys remember um what's that ride is it called um the one that goes upside down is it Nemesis? Yes, you go yeah, up yeah. like this, and then it goes back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I remember I lost a sh I lost a shoe. My shoe, <laughs> my shoe came off, and and I, I closed <laughs> my eyes all the way through. I was like, I'm not I, heights. Yeah, I'm I'm scared. I'm scared of heights. Yeah, but so, if you're on a plane, then it's kind of similar in a way. If you get what I mean, so when you're no, but um, the plane is different because I can just like close my eyes for like a good solid hours. But you see, when you're on a ride, yeah, nah, that 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 scares me. So I I, I think I I somehow have some sort of heart palpations whenever I go on those rides. I can't. <laughs> like, I wish I was a adrenaline junkie. That's why I was saying I'm surprised because I thought you'd been adrenaline junkie. I'm not. Junkie. I'm not. Like, <laughs> so did you just kind of just like? Close your eyes when you, as soon as you went down. So what, what Amber and I were saying was when they open the door to the side of the plane, right, the plane fills with wind. Yeah, yeah. So it already feels wrong. Like, can you shut the door, please? <laughs> and then you're hanging out of the plane while the instructor is strapped to your back. He's sitting on the oh. side of the plane. Oh. Oh, is that how it works? So, so yeah. So he's strapped. I'm wearing him like a rucksack. Oh, right. Okay, okay. That's so not. That's he, not too bad. 
he's on the side of the plane with his legs dangling and then I'm in between his legs just dangling in the sky. Oh, and so then he so goes, he goes, one, two, three, woo! Okay, so you don't actually go by yourself? No. Oh, I, saw, oh, I mean, it's, it's still good. I mean, either way, I still have to do this. <laughs> so like, he, he's like, say like, you're, you're here, this is you. Yeah, he's and on he's, top. And then, and then he does all the parachute stuff, you know, I don't have oh, to worry okay, about okay, that. Okay. So, so you, don't, you don't have a parachute, he does. All I have to do is fall. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, okay, so that's not too bad, but even still, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm always thinking the worst in those things. I just think, you know what? I'm yeah, scared I was, of that anyway. I thought I was going to die for sure. But then when you landed on, on your feet, wasn't that yeah. like a sense of like, I've done it. Like, I can, I can go, I can do something else. I can, well, I don't know. Did you feel like you can do something else? Yeah, I felt very exhilarated and I felt like, it seems so weird, but I felt really close to my dad. Like when I was in the sky and I was so scared and I thought like, this is it. Like, I'm never going to survive this. Like, this is a joke. Why am I here? But then you've got the clouds and like the sun comes out and I, I felt it felt heavenly it felt very spiritual like I'm so scared but something was telling me like you can do this like you're gonna be okay and it definitely I felt very connected to my dad then yeah yeah that's I mean that's that's a good thing to do I mean obviously it's for a great cause so of course like you know it's um but I think I don't know but this is all part of like because even just when you think of the reason I'm, I'm, you probably would have done it anyway, regardless of what's happened. But even just when you think of like, you know what, that mentality of you know, I've, I've been through the worst. So anything I, I do now is it won't compare to whatever I do. You know what I mean? And I think that that's the mentality um, mm. that is good to have as well because you know what, like the worst has happened. Like even like okay, like for example, Ben, like the worst has happened like for you. So do you feel like sometimes? Okay, anything I put my mind to now is doesn't it wouldn't the result wouldn't phase me because I've I've been through a lot worse. So any anything that I come across or want to do, and for example, like it doesn't work out, it doesn't it won't phase you because you you know what's what's worse than losing loved ones? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think grief. Um, you know, grief. I think one thing I've noticed with grief, it actually changes the way you live in a way. So you're not um. Uh, because um, you realise life is life is short as well. So obviously, you try you make you you try and live to the fullest as well. You know, even with Poppy when she done um, the skydiving, it's like you knew that oh, you know life is short. So you thought might as well just do this. You know, because I, I don't know. I think I would never have done that. <laughs> That's not something I would have done. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> No, I don't know. I think, yeah, but I, I'm like that as well. But I think I won't go with my fear of heights. I can't go with my fear of heights. Like, I, I don't think I can. Um, but again, I do have like this new sense of, you know what, like, I, yeah, that the worst has happened. So it, it can only be like, not onwards and upwards from here, but it, it, it's going to be beautiful from this point on because, like, you know what, I've, I've seen the worst, like, the, the worst pain imaginable, like, for any any like anyone you know so when you um when you experienced losing your friend more recently did you feel like 
that was a different grief to losing your parents? Was it harder or do you feel like I understand grief a bit more? Like, where did that sit with you? Do, do, do you know what? I think um, in a weird way, that was more scary because I feel like it's like, how do I put it? Uh, even though my parents, is, it is kind of, is, how can I put it? Like, losing my parents was hard and was um, difficult. But in a weird way, it's like, Losing my my friend was I feel like it's more it's more it's like more it's like literally kind of close to me because mm. that he like we're we're, we're we're the same age like we just kind of expect us ourselves to live a certain age and do you know what I mean you don't really think someone like your age will have health issues and go through so when you so when I heard that you know like he died I was like what I was with him like two months ago before he like he didn't I didn't even think he was like nothing was wrong with him he seemed fine I remember just talking to him saying. Message me when you get home, uh, me up again in a month or two. Fine. So I think that made me appreciate life a bit more and feel like, you know what, like, yeah, I lost my parents, but grief doesn't, um, sorry, not grief, death doesn't sort of like discriminate against or because I'm I'm young, mm. I'm going to, do you know what I mean? Of course, God forbid, I don't want, I'm, we're not, I'm not going to pass away, but it's just like, that's, it makes me realise like grief isn't, there's no like, but there's no like sort of favourites with it. Like, it can happen to anyone, anyone. Yeah. Like, you know, we even have, like, like kids who've like, passed away. You think kids are younger, like, two or even one. And you think that's not that's not normal. But that's the reality. Of it. Like, grief doesn't sort of, like, have an age bracket where, like, it targets this particular age bracket and feel like I'm going to leave this age bracket. So, having with that, I think with me, it made me appreciate, like, listen, that like, life is short and it's unpredictable. So, it's either I'm going to you know, uh, worry about not stop, like not doing this, or I'm going to do it. And if anything, you sort of set your mind to, it's either going to, it might work out, it might not work out. Like I said in the beginning, with this podcast, I was I was nervous about because I thought, you know, I know podcasting is, is quite like popular now, do you know what I mean? This is quite, and I just feel like, how are we going to sort of enter that with this sort of topic and think we're going to like thrive and, you know, how are we going like, to, or even, even before I, I said to Ben, like, I don't know, like, um, even like reaching out to guests, how, and then it's so crazy how literally like, of course we reach out to people and stuff, but I think there was a bit of nervousness because like, well, we've just kind of, we're just kind of starting out, um, you know, are people gonna, are people gonna be comfortable talking about, about their own experiences? And then what I find is there's a kind of like a shared appreciation, like, like with yourself, you know, like, um, like Amber, Georgia and everyone, and it's like, wow, okay, like we're in this space now and it feels good, you know, um, and again, as I said before, like, and I think one thing I kind of appreciate is like, you know, that we did start it, you know, that we did start this. And of course there was, like with anything, there's always fears of failure. Like that's normal with anything you do. There's always fears yeah. of, yeah. Or, um, but I think the, the bigger picture, um, I don't want to sound all, all cliche, but I, I feel like it's more than just, <laughs> it's more than just a, a podcast, like, this is a way of us, like, you know, sharing our experience through something that is not popular, but it's, it's not uncommon at the same time, yeah. you know? So, like, if, if we, you know, can help... And I think those are the most important things sometimes, like, the things that are not popular or yeah. being spoken about, then it shows how, how needed it is. Yeah, exactly. So I think that that's why, like, I, I, don't, I, I don't have that sort of, like, fear anymore, you know, like, and... Again, reason why I like is again like with like me and Ben, we just I feel like I can just relate to him, like and he's someone I can just talk to. Like, even though like um, 
it's more like I, I see him as my like my brother, and you you might see you might see me as a big brother, but this it doesn't mean that I can't learn from him and he can't learn from me, sort of thing. So I think that's the kind of uniqueness of, of us coming together and starting this is is like, and again as well, and even before, and I said this, uh, we had an episode with George and Amber, like again, there's not a lot of like men, especially like black men talking, yeah, being open. So and I think. Yeah. That's another thing we want to kind of like now sort of like we're a bit more mindful of and book conscious about. So, and I, th- I think everything is timing. Like, again, like, you know, we're, we're, we're slowly, slowly getting there. But um, like I said before, it's not just about, um, you know, I think it's, it's bigger than, than us being a podcast. Like hopefully yeah. in time we can talk to a lot more people, mm. uh, share experiences and just keep like healing. You know, that that's the main thing that like, keep. And I think like being, being in a space and representing in a space is so important because when I went into the grief space, it was loads of white girls. So I thought, oh, I, I can sit in this space. Like I felt comfortable there. So the more you can see people around you that represent you, then that can, so it's so important for everyone to be represented in that space so that other people feel comfortable sharing and other people feel heard and listened to. Um, And that's, that's the beginning of, of a space opening up to people and feeling comfortable in that space as well. Yeah, exactly. And and that's, and that's the thing because, um, I mean, I hadn't hadn't really noticed like in terms of like looking at the grief uh, uh, space and thinking what is predominantly this, this or that, but I think over time I've kind of, I've kind of realized a bit more now like, well, there's definitely a lot of women. Yeah. Never, never mind like, uh, like black men or white. There's definitely a lot of women. That that's I know that for yeah. certain. And you know, like even just like um, with with the our, our sort of like listenership, this I think it's predominantly women. Okay. Yeah. And I'm I'm not I'm not um. I'm not angry about that. I'm not, but at the same time, I. I I do want us to get a lot more, yeah. You know, men involved, like, and and just and just keep like talking to different people, especially like because what it is as well, especially um, with grief, there's a lot of hard conversations yeah. that are hard to navigate, and and even like with us, we're always gonna say to everyone we have on here, like, we want it to be a safe space. We want it to be um, like when I said before, when I said to you yesterday, oh, like anything you're not sure of, that you want me to ask, then of course I won't. Sort of like do that because I want I want everyone to be comfortable with that that's coming so I think um, we're very mindful of that as well and because even as much as you know we're going through our own grief there's people out there who whose grief is a, a lot harder even a lot harder than us you know yeah and, um, like even in, in the um, previous few episode with the uh, I had a girl who you know had had, had dad killed her mum yeah yeah you know what I mean so it's like so many different like so but I think um, there are, okay. there are traumatic, traumatic experiences that, again, feel like I'm unable to speak about this because people might have ideas about it. So the more you can talk about ev- all of those things that maybe feel like, oh, you shouldn't talk about that or you, you should feel a certain way about that the more we can have those conversations. I think it's just really, really important. Yeah, exactly. So, and, I, and like... I don't know, I think it's just about sort of like not like put like pushing ourselves, but kind of just um 
well, yeah, pushing ourselves to kind of uh, like represent ourselves, but also those who look like us and those who, because um, I think that's one thing that, um, I don't know if I said this to you, but I was kind of a bit fearful of like, how are we going to sort of like, uh, like thrive in this sort of like space, mm. you know, because um, sometimes you think, okay, like we just sort of like, just two guys just, I mean, not winging it, but just, okay, just talking <laughs> and putting ourselves out there. I think with men, um, one thing I've noticed is that they don't know, they don't want to be seen as like weak when it comes to like, you know, talking about death or how they feel. I think with men, we've just been conditioned to act a certain way, you know, just because well like that's because we're men and obviously i don't know i think there's there's still the stereotype in a way that we're meant to be strong with you know we're not meant to cry or or anything but i don't know it's just something that's still we needs to a lot of work kind of needs to be done yeah with this with men's mental health yeah Yeah, i think that that was the, the initial um like not problem, but the initial sort of like insecurity thing. You know what? I don't know. As a guy, we're guys, and I don't know how this is how this is going to be perceived. Like us just kind of talking, uh, you know, us like sharing our feelings. Like I almost kind of had a a fear of like, oh, what people going to talk and say? Oh, you know, he's look how he's, he's talking about this and that. So I don't want to listen to that. But I think now I'm, I'm losing that kind of mindset of you know what like oh i can't talk as a guy i can't or if we have i can't talk to other guys because there's been guys we've had on like um you know who've been open about about their their grief and and i think we need more of that like you know it's not, it's not a thing of like you know whenever we kind of like uh reach out to people we think right let's have like 10 guys 10 women it's just that it's more about the story as opposed to just um you know oh we need to have x amount of guys x amount of x amount of um girls you know like you know i i don't and same, and it goes the same with, um, you know, like I'm, of course, like I said, we said earlier, it definitely is a platform for us uh, to be represented as, as black men, but yeah. that doesn't mean it's just limited to just like black men or, do you know, do you know what I mean? It's, 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 yeah. it's everyone who has like a story to tell and who has like something to share sort of thing, you know, and, yeah. you know, and, and I think in time, the reach will, will, it will, it will do what it needs to do. Yeah that's 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 when you have to do something that's when it is a bigger picture it's like this is healing for you guys right to have these conversations and um you know meet new people and make new connections and all of that kind that's that's you know when i started grief case it wasn't about who who was following me or how many people it was because i wanted to share writing of where people could read about grief without maybe having to actively have a conversation with someone they could look on their phone and read about it and it could be quite private and they could read about someone else's experience Mm. and because i enjoyed doing that myself naturally i could kind of post quite often about it but it was never to do with like oh who's following me or how many people and and that is the best place to start because that's yeah. when that's when something grows naturally yeah, and yeah. then you actually create community in an organic way rather than in a kind of mathematical way obviously there are like things that you know we can do to help us 
be seen yeah yeah definitely definitely. but i think it's just it has to come from the heart it really does because people can tell when when it doesn't yeah and and, yeah like um that's the thing as well because even sometimes like um i was saying remember um ben remember when we first started i was like you know we've got to make sure everything is smooth i have to get my charger i'm just gonna get all right all right all right Remember what I was saying, Ben? Yeah, you see, when we first started, yeah, and I was like, um, every episode has to be smooth, so make sure there's no noise in the background, make sure we set everything right. But you see, after a while, when you just kind of start doing it, you realize that it's not, you can't be too perfect. Yeah, I think the problem with perfectionism and something that I make a bit is that you want it to be perfect, but the only problem with that is, you know, when nothing's ever going to be perfect, but. It's just you're making slow progress to um, being perfect. That's the way I kind of see it. Because I think the problem with perfectionism, it leads to... um, Me. um, (laughs) Yeah, so the problem with perfectionism is like you're always in this constant, like, you know, competitive, like, um, spirit in a way to always be better than the other person but it's i feel like the problem with that it's kind of um exhausting in a way because you're always proving you're always proving to be something that you're not mm-hmm. so you just gotta take it one bit at a time you know as it goes on yeah definitely that's that's what um like I think that there's nothing greater than being yourself and anything that you're trying to you're trying to do. Like um, you know, and I think I kind of keep have to tell myself that listen, don't worry about certain minor things. Or again, like don't worry about if you know, you know. I remember when we when we first um, I think it was was it hundred episodes? Maybe it was about eight episodes. And I was like, oh yeah, I was saying to Ben, we've got hundred streams of people on Spotify. I was just like, yeah, like. It's, I was like, you know, it's it's, it's it's nothing, it's not a big deal, but it's just like, you know, it, these are like, it's just small appreciation because again, like, we know, like, we know the reason why we're doing it, why we're doing this. It's not for like any sort of, um, again, I don't know, we, we appreciate the reach over time, but it's not, it's not just about that. You know, it's not, because I feel like if, if we had a, um, had started this for like any sort of like quick, I don't know, quick popularity or just quick, you know, um, then it wouldn't work because we like we all kind of know that when it comes to like things on like whether it's online or social media like what's what's popular isn't necessarily what's always um, good content if that makes sense and I'm, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying that some things that are popular aren't good content but we, we just we know like when it comes to like for example like anything controversial we'll, we'll do any sort of numbers wise on anything sort of like maybe like speaking of I don't know from I don't know from a place of I don't know how to describe it or something important may not do as well as that you know as well as but that that's how it goes but then again like we're not we're not trying to worry too much about all those things that like, again in time like it, it will naturally it will do what it needs to do you know um, our thing is just like is focus is on is on grief and trying to just like normalize it that's that's what it is it's normalizing it. Um, because you know, we said it before when we when we first lost went for our losses, we were just always like of this idea that we you know there's no one no one else like that. People aren't really going through these things as well. Do you know what I mean? But then here we are, like you know, and that's the 
and that's like the the beauty of it that like, we are in this space together um you know it's crazy because i always say this that like we just met each other but yeah i, I know the, the most personal thing about each and each and yeah. everyone you, you know what i mean and that's 100 <laughs> percent. and that's why i think this is so important because our connection goes beyond anything like we may look different we may have different experiences of the world whatever but i know you on a really really deep level at the level of love at the level of loss i understand you like we've been we've been to the dark areas and we've tried to survive it and we did our best right mm. and now we're at a point where we can own that and we can be who we are and share that with other people. And that's, that's a journey. So, you know, we know each other at, the, at that level of journey and, and having love for the people that created us and the people around us. And um, it just means that when you speak to people, you're going to have a connection. Like, and I think that's why this is, this is, these conversations are important and um, you'll have a different conversation with me about, about this than if you were talking to someone else about their outfit or whatever, whatever is popular outfit of the day. <laughs> um, because we're talking uh, below the surface of, of something that means a lot to us and has impacted us a lot. And I just think that's why something like this will grow because you're cutting through the bullshit immediately. Yeah, like, um, and and what it is as well, being in this sort of space of once you've um, like gone through grief, you've dealt with your, I would say, I mean, your, your healing process, you you can now be in a, in a place where you can now probably even give advice to other people. You know, like um, like I mentioned before, you know, this idea of coasting through it, you know, and like not really dealing with it. So now, I mean, I would like to, I was, I don't know if I'm right in saying so that you're at a place now where, you know, you are actively dealing with it, whether it's for like expressing through your art, you know, um, grief case and having that space for people to not only like me and talk, but even express their art as well. Like, you know, like through their poems, through their own art as well. So like, um, so if you were to come across anyone sort of like in your position, how you were like maybe a couple of years ago, coasting mm. through, like mm. how would you kind of advise them? Like, I actually don't think there's anything wrong with the coasting <laughs> like because I don't think it does basically I feel like I could identify now if I had a friend who'd lost somebody and they had their head down and they were working hard I would know that that's just a part of their process because we deal with the pain our body knows when we're a bit stronger to deal with that and sometimes it takes a bit of time of just, you know, um, doing what you can. Like if, if I opened that whole wound of like, my dad is dead, I'm never going to see him ever again immediately, it would have been too much for me because I was in shock and I wasn't mentally in a place where I could really take that on at a deep level. So if you need to just function for a while, I think that's fine. And I think your pain will come to you when your body knows that you're in a place where you can just take a little bit of that pain at a time um, and just deal with it in pieces. You don't have to deal with it like a wave all at once because that knocks us over. So I feel like your body lets in 
as much as we can take. So if, if somebody is coasting, I do just think that's that's going to be part of their process for a little bit. Yeah, no, that you know that's that's I think that's that's the probably the most uh, realistic advice about it because um, of course, like I think I've always kind of seen coasting as not bad, but like, okay, right, you know, you know, you're not dealing with it, but it's it's part of the process. Like you need you need to kind of let yourself go through each and any, any every different sort of like emotion and so there's there's no again there's no right wrong wrong so there's no right or wrong way to do with it how I do with it how you do with it as long as you get to a place where you know you are um, dealing with it mentally because so it doesn't matter like I said everyone's different our, our journeys are different but the main thing is that we're here that you know, we're still we're here and we can still be a help to others not as a being as we're perfect saying we're perfect but at least we're, we're being honest about our journey so I think people can always appreciate um, transparency but also like um, honesty as well because again mm. people will see through the bullshit do you know what I mean that, that, that's, that's you know if, we, if, you, if you're trying to put up a facade yeah they will see through <laughs> you know I, feel, I do feel so bad because when we saw it I didn't even, I didn't even do an intro I didn't even introduce you but, but, you, but you can no, do you, that you need no introduction but um, for those listening if it's, it's Poppy Chancellor here illustrator adrenaline junkie <laughs> <laughs> scaredy cat <laughs> and just you know you, you, you dropped quite a few gems today and it's been good um, speaking with you I mean like I said it, it doesn't matter I would have, would have liked to have done it in the, in the studio but um, what I'll do we can set something else up another occasion but that's yeah, that's yeah we can meet next time yeah. you know but um it's been, it's been good. It's been good. I, we might have even probably run over time, but sometimes that happens. You know, it's it's not it's not it's not a, it's not a problem. But I think the main thing, like, like I said, is is this feeling of like um, I don't want to say belonging, but if it, it feels good to be in this space. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah. And, and having the support we've had, like and I, I said to Amber as well and Georgia, like, honestly, like Dave, it's so such a blessing having like them around. And helping us, you know. Yeah, um, for sure. Like, yeah. I told her. I told her. I was. I was seeing you guys. She was like, "I love them so much." I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." So it's it's amazing, man. And I just hope we can all continue to like thrive and and do well and just continue to look after our um, our mental health, man. Like in the best possible in the best possible way, you know. And support each other in the space, and um, because it's all to do with you know us us um communicating and learning from each other and um so i'm very grateful that you asked me so thank you guys it's nice to touch base and definitely and speak to you in person definitely um and that note that has that's a wrap um as always don't forget to subscribe guys on spotify apple podcast google podcasts what else what else have you on ben uh, Google and um, yeah, um, um, but follow us on Instagram thinking out loud pod no thinking out loud pod underscore um, leave a review on Apple podcast uh, your words mean a lot I'm going to um, leave a review on myself and say wow this was incredible <laughs> <laughs> do it man do it do it we'll work wow I've never heard one. anything like it <laughs> you know, so, um, you'll be like delete comment <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Poppy, where can people follow you on that your social media? Um, so my my illustration Instagram is at Poppy's Paper Cuts, and 
the grief community that I run where people can share their writing and art around grief is at the grief case. Lovely, lovely. Also, I'm going to put a link to, the, to your website as okay. well. There's some good art there. So guys, check that out. Amazing art, very talented. Um, but thank you for, for coming on the episode today. Really appreciate it. And I'll be hoping to do well with the art and just your grief, everything you do with the grief case. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Bye, guys.